0: We're
2: Good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Cole's Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Open the show with uh, some big plays in a game that I just personally thought it was over. Texas Southern University won everywhere but on the scoreboard. Those highlights. Joshua Griffin with a 54-yard field goal uh, the send it in overtime, Kendrick Rhymes scores on a 16-yard touchdown in overtime to get the win. But before that, to even get close, Kelby Givens with a 39-yard fumble recovery, and he got it done. We're going to talk a lot about that game, get you ready for Southern Corn State. At State, the inside track to the Western Division. In the 2023 SWAC football season, I guess menu looks like this. Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network will join us, give you a feel of what's going on in Lorman, Mississippi, site of the huge matchup today. Uh, BJ Jones of Inside HBCU Football will join us. Uh, he's in Lorman, Mississippi, uh, give us an update as well. Then Coach Van Petaway. Willa Brown, and then we'll wrap up today's show with Coach Kevin Johnson, men's basketball coach at Southern University. Simply what's trending, the Western Division, a showdown, the lead at stake, the inside track, just some of the cliches about this ball game. Also, hats out to Southern University women's soccer team. They uh, made it to the semifinals, a uh, great season. Lost two to zero to Jackson State. Coach Fontenot has the program the right track. And then also Southern University in men's basketball action a ninety four to sixty victory over uh, Louisiana Christian in a big ball game. Again, Coach Johnson will join us at twelve thirty Central Standard Time. That's what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. We'll be joined now by. Uh, Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network shortly, Uh, but back to uh, Southern University and Texas Southern football game. When I tell you, I had so many emotions going uh, on in in that football game. I I, I just had Southern University losing the ball game. I mean, when you look at it, uh, Texas Southern won everywhere, but the scoreboard: some numbers to remember. Fifty-eight yards passing uh, by Harold Blood in Southern University. Anemic. A-, a lot of the the fans were showing their frustration. I guess they wanted to see a, a, a give the quarterback another quarterback a chance. Um, Joshua Griffin, fifty-four yard field goal, as you can see right there to send in overtime. Tremendous. Uh, feet. Strong leg. And he was able to get it done. And then of course, Kelby Givens um, put Southern University in at the moment of having a chance to win the football game with a 39-yard fumble, scoop and score. But I just don't know about this offense. Right now. They have been very inconsistent. We've kind of talked about it throughout the year. Running game, Kendrick Grimes, again, um did a good job as far as getting over 100 yards rushing now it sets the stage for this football game in Lormond Mississippi today, Southern University and allcorn State. Charles Eppman welcome to the show um we were talking before the show started not your usual uh atmosphere as far as the crowd, the energy, you're there. What's the latest?
3: Yes, yeah, it, it just you know I can you can kind of tell that you know, I live in Vicksburg, 45 minutes away, and typically when there's going to be a big crowd, i.e. homecoming, i.e. Jackson State, you see uh, you see a line of cars from Vicksburg coming through Port Gibson and here, and you just a spattering of, of cars from Vicksburg through Port Gibson and then from Port Gibson on the stretch, which leads here to campus, just a spattering of cars. So I'm like that final curve before you get on the campus. I was expecting to see a line of cars backed up. And maybe for the first time in years, I was able to drive right up to the checkpoint. There was one car in front of me. And I'm like, hmm, I found that interesting. And this was at 5 o'clock in the morning now. It might be crazy, but I've been here since 5 o'clock this morning. And so you could just tell just it's been a slow trickle. It's starting to pick up a little bit now less than three hours before kickoff, but it definitely uh, is a different vibe, a different feel, a different synergy, a different energy in terms of in terms of this game. Because usually corn and Southern is off the chains. It's been mm-hmm. talked about on social media. A lot of folks talking about it there. But what we're seeing right now, and it might pick up, I mean, you know, it's still less than three hours away from kickoff. Not quite the same vibe for whatever reason. I have no idea, but definitely not the same.
2: Well, uh, from the standpoint we're looking at Southern University and and from the proximity it's the closest uh, SWAC school. Um, I I, I think and of course Southern has a chance to obtain their goals. It's still in front of them. But I think last week really left a a bad taste somewhat um, for the Jaguar Nation. It's just my humble opinion. Now, you're happy for the win. Yes, but it it was like you snatched victory from defeat in that ball game. We kind of talked about, you know, three big plays. Definitely Kelby Givens with the fumble recovery. But if, if, if when I look in the statistical story, Texas Southern outgained Southern like 400 something to 200 yards passing, 58 yards passing, had over 100 yards rushing. I'm talking about Southern University. And, um, that game, I think, just really left a bad taste in, in, in the Southern uh, Jaguar Nation fans. Did did that game kind of affect the, the team that's traveling today as far as the crowd? Maybe so, but if you kind of look at the, the season in a nutshell, split it right down the middle. Defense has played well, albeit last week they gave up almost 300 yards to a rusher. Mr. Owens from Texas Southern who, uh, by the way, he has he is as advertised. A very good runner. North to south, runs strong. So, the, the big question is for the Jaguar Nation. You tell me. If the defense, and they play well, if they had an off week, and that was last week, could do you believe that the offense it will be able to win a game if the defense has an off night? Offense really didn't get it done. Special teams, defense still in a, having an off night. They, they were able to put Southern in a position to, to get the um, the victory. So with that being said, I'm not as confident in this offense right now. And I hope I'm wrong. Also, I told you before the show started, I hope I am dead wrong. I will be glad to be wrong. Can this offense be consistent? Can we see this offense, besides big plays, can they get down the field on some, you know, double-digit plays, time of possession, if it's not a big play, can they be consistent enough? Can Harold Blood and Coach Dooley, because he's the offensive coordinator, can they dial up something better than what we've seen so far to be consistent? I haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it. And and God knows, I hope I'm wrong. But I just haven't seen it. Will this defense, once again, be put in a position to have to, do, to win the ball game? We shall see a lot of storylines to this game.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, you got three games left in the regular season, okay? You are who you are. And so when you look at Southern University, running game rhymes, back-to-back 100-yard games, uh, running backs have been a problem for us defensively, as good as we've been Mm -hmm. on the top teams in terms of interceptions, getting to the quarterback, all that good stuff. But Southern, I think, is going to try to slow this game down. The other thing that Southern has a huge advantage is special teams. They have a punt and kickoff return for a touchdown. We don't have that. We're near the bottom in both categories kickoff return yardage and punt return yardage. Flipping the field. One of the top putters in the conference. You guys have that. I think those intangibles could be the key. I, I have a sneaky suspicion that Dooley is gonna try to slow this thing down and not put it in blood's hands. He threw 58 yards last week. 99 out of hundred times that just doesn't win. But wow. but somehow the the other intangibles stepped up a scoop and score, a 50 plus yard field goal, and those those things happen. I just Carlos, I've been I've been worried about this game for a month. Yes, I have followed Southern in their struggles. Offensively, you know the upset fans and all that, but just something tells me that Southern's going to play a much better game, a much cleaner game, the best game of the year. Now, whether it wins them this game here or not, I don't know, but mm-hmm. just I just think that with all the cussing and fussing and belly aching and griping, at some point the rubber's got to meet the road as far as the season is concerned. Either you're going to do it or you're not, and this is that game for Southern University because Prairie mm-hmm. lurking in the bushes. Prairie View's lurking. They beat us here. You know, they, they got Pine Bluff at home. You know, I'm sure Prairie View fans are pulling for all corn. I'm sorry, pulling for Southern to win because Prairie View's won here. They got the tie break. And then Prairie View goes to Southern next week. So the time is now for us as well as Southern University. All that other stuff, you just got to figure it out as you go. It's not pretty. It's not fancy. It's grimy. It's dirty. It's nasty. It's not a thing of beauty. Our fans are complaining, too. We won four in a row on the hottest teams in the league. People are saying, hey, who would you beat? You, You beat Pine Bluff. You beat Valley. You beat Grambling here, which was a solid win. And Alabama State handed it to us on a silver platter, just like Texas Southern handed it to you guys last week. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both of us are kind of in the same boat. We control our own fate. And so offensively, we're playing pretty well. Aaron Allen. Aaron Allen pushing the ball down the field. We got back to a good running attack the last couple of games, and that's Braves football. But the other intangibles, the special teams, kickoff and punt return coverage, those things are going to be critical in a game like this. And our fans aren't happy either, Carlos, despite one of the hottest teams in the league. It's not a thing of beauty. It's just not. But I'm happy that where we are, I'm fortunate that where we are, And we just got to put this thing together. Someone's going to put it together today, Carlos. I'm hoping it's us, but I think Southern's going to leave it all out here because if they don't win this game, it's going to be very tough to win the Western Division.
2: Well, you're a little bit more confident than I am. And once again, I hope hope I'm, I'm wrong because sometimes you can kind of see things. And if you look at a season, do you see improvement from game to game? And by the way, Texas Southern, 16 penalties for 143 yards. Thus, that is probably the main reason that they didn't get it done. And I'm sure Texas Southern fans were uh, uh, unhappy. You know, talking to a few of them, it it seemed to be the same old, same old for the season. What you see is what you get. You know, and yeah, you, you, you take a win. And again, your goals are still ahead of you. But if you are honest enough and brutally honest, you know it's only been by a thin line that you're five and three overall, four and one in conference play. You started off the first two games losing to each of division opponents, although it didn't count. So yes, today would be the day to put it all together and get things done. Because if it doesn't happen, and let's say I'm right, again, how many times can I say it? Hopefully I'm wrong. Then I think you will see, emotionally, the fans, they're going to check out. Now, you're going to have some that are going to still be long, and they're there Our fans are there now. But today would be a good day to put it all together and prove me
3: wrong. Hey, I I 100% agree with you, but you and I have seen enough Southern all-corn games and critical times of the year. And when Southern's back is against the wall, when no one is giving them a chance. And look, no one's giving Southern a chance to win this game. I, I read the posts on social media. Braves by 40.
4: Oh, that's all crazy. by
3: 10. all four yeah. by 20. I see it. I see all of that. But these are the kind of games when you don't give Southern a snowball's chance and you know what? Somehow, some way, they find a way. On the road. Everything against them. Not playing well. Get rid of Dooley. All that quarterback, get a new co- all I've heard this before, and somehow it just seems to me on the road. Now, if you're at home, it's a different story. You know where I go with that. Southern and big games at home, just can't I get it done. Period. Period. Qu- period, colon, exclamation mark. They just can't. But on the road, backs against the wall, crowd against them, somehow they find a way. They're going to play their best game. Well, it's good enough to win today, I don't know. Of course, I'm hoping that Braves get it done and put Southern behind the eight ball. But we still got a lot of work to do because Pravey's sitting in the cut. Pravey's sitting in the cut. They got the tiebreaker on Alcorn. And so we still got to go to TSU. You talked about Owens. We're going to see him next Sunday. Then you got Jackson State. Hey, Jackson State doesn't want to lose at home. So we got some work to do regardless. You know, Pravey's got the softer schedule. They're at home against UAPB. They're at home against Valley. They go to Baton Rouge next week. Hey, I just, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just think that Southern finds a way in these kind of games to to get one. And that's I've been concerned for the last month. For the last month on this show, Carlos, I've said I've been worried about this game. I've circled this game. Regardless of what Southern has done, the Florida Memorials and the FAMU collapses, and Jackson State, somehow I just think today they're going to put it together. Whether they win, I don't know. But it'll be a different Southern team, in my opinion. Based on the numbers, rhymes, back-to-back 100-yard games and all that, the defense is stout. I think it's going to be a slugfest here today. I really do. Well,
2: speaking of Prairie View, what kind of mindset they're going to be in? Got a chance to see that game last week. They were completely dominated. Yes. Dominated. That's the word. wasn't even close. So we always talk about how do you face adversity? How do you come back after a loss like that. Fam you still without a doubt. Not a perfect team, but the best team in the conference. And by the way, wrapped up the Eastern Division will represent the Eastern Division in the SWAC championship game. Congratulations to coach Willie Simmons. Uh I'm not going to bore you with a lot of numbers, but what we've been talking about. You can The comment I made, they won everywhere, they meaning Texas Southern, but the scoreboard, 303 yards rushing. That's Texas Southern. Haven't seen that many rushing yards since, uh, hmm, Southern playing at Alcorn one time, 400 yards. Former, a, a different coach, but I hadn't seen that kind of rushing in a while. Net yards passing, Texas Southern 140, Southern 58. That's all you need to know. Just those two numbers. Penalties, Texas Southern 16 for 143, Southern 7 for 64. Time of possession, 37 minutes and eight seconds for a Texas Southern, 22 minutes and 52 seconds. Right there. Offense didn't do diddly squat. Last week Highlights Hendrick Rhimes, 136 <laughs> net yards On 11 carries Big 169 yards Joshua Griffin 54 yard field goal I think that's got to be a record In Southern's history And then uh, Robins Beaupont, 5 punts, 224 yards 44.8 yards That is the highlight folks And besides, defensively, Kelby Gibbons got it done. Am I disappointing? Disappointed? Yeah, you can tell. But Southern lives to see another day. Against Alcorn State. Now, I've kind of looked at some of the numbers. Very similar. If you look at, at statistical story, Texas, excuse me, Southern University and Alcorn State. Total offense, Alcorn number six, Southern number seven. Alcorn 348 yards a game, Southern 337. Defense, Alcorn is number four, giving up 317 yards per game. Southern is number two overall, 304. And I'll stop right there. And some other statistics that you can put in. So from a statistical standpoint, this team is very similar. Offensively, they both teams have had their uh, – Ups and downs, offensively, defensively, both teams will tell you that's their strong point of the team. Special teams, give the edge to Southern University. Defense, I give the edge to Southern University. Offensively, I give the edge to Alcorn State. Now, intangibles, coaching, where do you go with that? I have to get a slight edge to uh, the edge, too? Coach McNair. So I'll have my prediction towards the end of the show when we bring in the other panels. But uh, the significance of this game is it's important. Good morning, Johnny from the reservation.
3: <laughs> he's here.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. he's here. He, he he said that he's a loyal Southern fan alum, and hey, he, he he's going to be there. And 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 me and Johnny talk all the time. Very concerned about this ball game offensively, but other than that, um, CB and the Blackout Sports Network family. Hello, hello, F. Norman. So, with that being said, Charles, um, this game, the winner controls the Western Division.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, they're in a good spot. To uh, to take the western division.
3: Yep, um, you know you got right now you got three teams that are in the hunt and one one lurking but probably not and that's Gramley. Uh, Grambling's gonna need a lot to have happen. That lost to Alcorn here hurt them. Uh, they did beat Preview, so they got that to hang on to. But the winner of this game clearly has a really really good shot. But the Panthers are sitting back waiting because their schedule is pretty soft even though in years past the Panthers have stumbled to the finish line. Some years, like last year, they didn't get to the finish line because they stumbled in the last mile of the finish line. So they've got two home games in the next three games. They play – they got the early game today with UAPB. But the winner of this game clearly is in really good position. Um, you know, for Southern University, they've got to continue to win. We've got to continue to win because Prairie View has that tiebreaker. Two team tie breaks, three teams. There could be a three way tie, Carlos, for first place with a six and two record if things kind of go the way it's gonna go. And in, and if Prairie View beats Southern next week, view has got that tie break. They got it on us, you know. Single, you know, tie break. They can have it on two teams. They can have it on. They can have the whole thing. So View fans are sitting back saying, "Okay, we got we got our brains beat out last week at Fau, but you know what? We got Pine Bluff at home." Let's see what Southern does with Alcorn. if the Jaguars win this game then we right back in it Prairie would be right back in it because then they go to Baton Rouge next week. that game right there could could really you know close the door on both of us so there's there's a lot of moving pieces here in these next couple of weeks. the schedule is not is not all that great for the Braves you know we got to go to Texas Southern on a Sunday got to go to Jackson that game's been moved to Sunday by the way that game and you know, so we go to Jackson on a short week. Um, schedule is going to be tough. We got to figure out a way. We got to get it done here to kind of set the table for that Southern university. They're here. They play obviously Prairie View at home and then the Bayou classic could the Bayou classic mean something as far as Southern is concerned. And then of course we talked about Prairie View and, and their schedule. So there's still a lot of moving parts and moving pieces, but this, this game can be the table setter for all of that, you know, depending on who wins this game.
2: Well, with that being said, I'm going to take a break. Hopefully now I can get into a, a more energetic, a more enthusiastic mood with Southern University and, and all course state, the big game. So we'll take a timeout. We'll check and see if uh, P.J. Jones is ready uh, to join us. Um, but we shall return. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back.
1: If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thins reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvay
5: Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a Certified Constant Contact Specialist, My colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay.
6: looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference and HBCU athletics? There's only
1: one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
3: T Madden and Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash.
1: T Madden and Associates obtained almost 2 million dollars for my injury. They turned my injury to cash.
3: Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T Madnet Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123.
0: Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to
1: put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
2: Week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm Carlos Brown, Charles uh live in Lorman, Mississippi. Charles, update: Is um, the crowd a little bit more enthusiastic? Are they coming in a little bit more?
3: Yeah, uh, the stadium is open. Fans are fans are coming in, and uh, so you you expect it's going to be a full house today. Uh, there's no question about it. It may be a slow arriving crowd. You know, when you've been here, Carlos, usually when Southern and Alcorn play, you know, this this place is jumping at eight o'clock in the morning. You just smoke, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's a beautiful day, but uh, it's not quite the same vibe for whatever reason. You know, for us, we control our own fate, despite Southern mm-hmm. controls their own fate, despite, I don't know if, if this game lost some luster. As you talked about Southern fans still disgruntled, after what happened last week, I mean, that was one just I kind of look at Southern's game last week, kind of the way our game was early in the year with Alabama State. Alabama State had the ball at our five yard line with the lead with four minutes left, and they fumbled. We go, we march down the field, you get a field goal at the horn, and in an overtime and win it. And the same thing with Texas Southern, I mean, that's just yeah, I think an inexcusable loss for, for Texas Southern. And you think about that team, Carlos. They blew a 17-point lead against Prairie View, right? They led 14 to nothing against FAMU early, and then they mm-hmm. blow that game. Texas Southern very well could be a rebel rouser in this division if, if they had some things go their way and if they could have finished, but it 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 didn't happen. But it's 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 definitely a, a different vibe. It's a beautiful day here. Crowd is coming in, and and we expect uh, close to a full house here today.
2: Yeah, I, I've been to. Uh... Uh, several games at at the reservation, albeit it was uh, championships were at stake and both times came away, um, you know, disappointed. Uh, Johnny Johnson says the nation is here, but I still think it would be. If the season had gone a little bit different direction, it wouldn't be so much frustration. I think you would probably see a record crowd, but we shall see. Our, Our colleague, um, Brian Fulville said, hello, Charles, and Charles. What does the loser of today's game have to do when the opponent wins? Besides praying, you know, you control your own destiny if you win that ball game. But if you lose, then you got to rely on someone else to give you some help. And that is always not a good feeling. Not a good feeling to, to have to get some help, as they say.
3: Well, if the Braves lose this game, we we're we are in bad shape on two tie on three tiebreakers, okay. So if we've already lost to Prairie View, so they have the tiebreaker on us head up. If we lose this game, then we're out of the tiebreaker as far as Prairie View and Southern is concerned. And in a three-team and I looked up the SWAC tiebreak policy. Oh. If, if all three teams were six and two, based on the scenario we just talked about, if the Braves don't win this game the Braves are out because they're 0-2 against the two teams that were tied with being Prairie View and Southern University. We would be out right away. Then you go to the head – because all you're doing with a three-team tie break is eliminate one team to get it to two teams, and then you go with the head-up matchup. So whoever – even if Southern loses this game, they're not exactly out of it because then they got to hope the Braves lose a couple, and then they got to beat Prairie View and hand them a third loss. So for Southern it's a little bit more wiggle room if they don't win but for mm. the Braves if they don't win this game they've got to win out and hope some other things happen they lose out on any tie break with Prairie View or Southern so that you know this game is huge for Allcorn considering it's a tough road ahead at TSU at Jackson State and so you you look at that this is a big game a huge game for both probably a bigger game for Allcorn cuz we've already lost to Prairie View and so I think it's a bigger matchup for all corn than it is Southern.
2: Well, Charles, all due respect. If Southern loses his ball game today, and then they have to, you know, they got a little bit more wiggle room, that doesn't make I would think 90% of the Jaguar nation feel happy about that. How can we prove where we don't have to rely on those scenarios simply? Win the week, one and zero. Then, then you could think about Prairie View. Then you could think about Grambling State. Then you could think about scenarios only if you lose this ball game today. So, how can you not put yourself in, 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 in that scenario? You win the week today. You defeat Alcorn State. You prove me wrong. You prove a lot of people wrong that you could consistently today go out and offensively make good decisions from the quarterback play. Offensive play calling, you put blood in a position where he's successful. If he does not, then to me, with so much at stake, then you have to go to someone else, a backup quarterback, whoever. You look at this Scenario right now, you got to win this ball game. You got to put yourself in the best position to get it done. Then you can kind of silence some of the people that have been very frustrated. And we and we look at it again. This offense has not lived up to how it's been built up, built up to be. They haven't done it is that being harsh yes i guess so but is it fair yes it is fair the criticism it's the truth and it is the truth so show me i'm from missouri (laughs) okay today i'm from missouri show me although i'm a native of louisiana and then you can kind of set yourself in a trend but i definitely don't like when you have to go through all these scenarios tiebreaker one, two, three, four. You control your destiny, and you have to get it done today. By the way, B.J. Jones has headed up that way. Hopefully, we'll be able to um, get him in on on the show.
3: Yeah, look, I I think what, in my opinion, I think what Southern's going to try to do is, is take the ball out of Blood's hands as much as possible and run the football you got a back that's had back-to-back 100-yard running games. You slow it down. A quarterback's best friend is what? A running game. We've been talking about it. we talked about it for years. So you got a back that's hot right now. And I think you slow it down. You keep our defense on the field. I think for Southern University, that's what they're going to try to do. If you put too much, if you have to stretch the field, that's not to me, just looking at the numbers, that's not blood. That's not the offense. And if that happens, the Braves are going to be sitting on that. So I expect Southern to ground and pound today. I really do. You know, we've got to do a good job in in avoiding penalties, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, these pre-snap penalties, the holds, and Southern's defense is very good, number two in the league, very aggressive, and, you know, we got to protect the football. And so I, I think from Southern offensively, I expect a good dose of rhymes today, and the Braves are going to have to be ready for that early and often.
2: It's gonna be interesting. We're gonna add um let's add Willow Brown, and we get a second. He's uh waiting in the shadows. Um, some of my notes better offensive production. This is Southern, what they need to do uh, against Allcorn State. Of course, it's a running game, but don't you don't you dare think Alcorn's gonna let Southern come out and be successful running the football if they should be like every other defensive coordinator until you could get it done. And look, Harold Blood's what third in the conference at passing, it, but it's just so erratic. I I'm living on or uh, banking on Harold blood beating me. And if, and if, and that happens. And when I say Harold blood, we also got to say offensive coordinator, putting him in a position to be successful. Let's see if that happens. Uh. Better play calling and decision-making on Blood's part. Last week, he held on to the ball too long several times. Several times. And it, and again, what's at stake? It's not a one-game season, but in a way it is. I would not waste one extra minute if he is struggling to put somebody else in there to give uh, this offense uh, a spark. I always look at down and distance. And you can kind of look at the trend. If Southern has to throw the ball 40-plus times, that's usually not a good thing. So to your point, Charles, yeah, running production, running game has to be uh, good today. Also defensively, I think Southern has to get, they got to pressure Allen. They've got to get after him. And then also Southern has to limit explosive plays. Now, a a good way to limit explosive plays is once again, we look at an offense that's has been very erratic. Then the defense is on the field, a lot of snaps. Then you tend to see blown plays, missed tackles. So, Yeah, I'm putting all of the emphasis on the offense. They've got to have their best production, to me, Yeah, of the season against a quality opponent and a quality defense because they've struggled against quality opponents, especially uh, uh, defensively.
3: Well, let, let, let me answer this question, Carlos, in your opinion. Okay, so if Blood struggles, Blood is, is strong for 1,646 yards, mm-hmm. 216 passing attempts, Noah Bowden, the Grambling transfer, is 5 of 12. Do you think Dooley would pull that trigger considering the load mm-hmm. that Blood has had and the lack no. of load that Bowden has had?
2: No, I'll answer that brutally honest. No, we haven't seen it. Would I do it? I'm not the offensive coordinator but yeah to get a spark because again not putting all of on the game but they're putting all of on this game this is important you win it then you move on but I I just don't see him doing it based on what I've seen he's not going to do it and, and I hope that he doesn't struggle today I hope he's in a position I hope he brings his a game I hope his offensive coordinator brings his a game can when I kind of look at some of the play calling, it's it's a lot of uh, plays that are called that takes time to develop, and and you don't have the time a lot of times. Take what the defense gives you. Tight end involvement. I don't believe tight ends have caught, caught ten passes. Three <laughs> of them. You know, backs out slants, curls, comeback routes. You know, help him out. Help him out. That's all I'm saying.
3: Well, Carlos, I'm going to give you a secret right now. Our number one receiver in terms of touchdowns, you know who it is?
2: The tight end. Our
3: tight end, Truck Griffin. Four yeah. touchdowns.
2: That's how you has an outstanding <laughs> tight end. You know, it's I, – I, I just have to say this. It reminds me of the 90s when, when I would see – Southern Jackson State played. Jackson State was a big play offense, but if they don't get the big plays, then they sort of self-destruct. Penalties, turnovers, and then the the, the discipline. So, do I say this is a team that's a big play or bust? Yes, feast or famine. Yes. I just got to see better production today. Better production. But no, to answer your question, no. Mm-mm. I think he's going to ride him no matter what. But again, I hope I'm what? I hope I am wrong.
3: Yeah. I I think, again, you know, you. And I, there was a post out there that was talking about the trenches, how this game is one of the trenches. I, I agree with that. I think our defensive line is going to have to continue to do their good work and put pressure on the quarterback. I think that's what helped us against Valley last week. You know, it was a ten to three game at halftime, and our defensive line just took over. Now they've got a young quarterback, and so I think you know they were able to rattle them a little bit. But our defensive line has to get in Blood's face. Our offensive line has to slow. Our defensive line has to slow down that Southern running attack uh, because I do think they're going to really ride Rhymes a lot today. Back-to-back 100-yard games, he's got the hot hand in the backfield. I fully expect Dooley's to use him early and often, screens and other things. And then that opens up the passing game. The question is, how far do they stretch that? When you can run the football, you stack the box, you can get some stuff down the field. The question is, do you do that if you're at Dooley with a quarterback who threw for 58 yards last week? Do you, do you roll that dice and take the chance?
2: Well, you mentioned a running game, and we have to give credit of late, but Southern still ninth in the conference and running the football, 121 yards a game. Ninth, um, can they get it done today? You, you, you've got other backs besides Kendrick Rhymes, Kobe Dylan. Um, you got Qualls. I mean, and I guess that's what's so frustrating. You, the talent is there, but it's something is just not right. And and once again, I could be wrong. People in the chat room, tell me if I'm wrong. I think the way you play Southern University is you make them pass. Can Harold Blood, can Coach Dooley, although he's not on the field, he's calling the plays. Are you confident enough? You are confident to make this team be able to pass to win the ball game. I just don't see a chance where I think defense has stacked the box and they they shut off the running game. What do you do? You Then you'll have to pass it. So we go back to being a balanced offense. To me, it's harder to, to defend. It's problematic when you have to go against an offense that can do both equally well. Run and pass. But we, we 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 shall see.
3: Let me ask you this: What is what is the deal with uh, Kobe, Dillon, Carlos? Because I remember when we, I mean, this, a couple of years ago, the stats on him was just off the charts. He ran for what two fifty five against Texas Southern one game, and everybody thought he was he was the man in the backfield, but not behind Quals and obviously Rhymes. Is, is he hurt? That's a good question. I don't think now he you know he had a major injury.
2: And one against you're talking about against the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, well he had like 260 something yards. Um, it's just been slow. I I, I don't want to say it's because of the injury of of last year, but I, I I just don't know. I mean, he's had some snaps. Again, we talked about all of fall camp about the. The running back room is there. The talent is there. Why he has not been more productive? Is it because Quarles and uh, Kendrick Rhymes have been better, have been more consistent? Probably so. Could we see him today? Yeah. Hopefully you hopefully you can. I I I, I want them to throw everything in the arsenal today, you know. I know they probably uh, have 15 or 20 plays scheme. Hopefully it's their best plays that are productive. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah.
2: that That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Let's see. Mike, Michael Jones says the game will be won on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Can Alcorn stop the run? And the, st- and the same for Southern University. Now, defensively, Southern has been pretty good against the run style. And then the last two games against Alcorn, one with interim coach, Coach Rollins, Southern University was able to, to win the ball game. And then And then last year, you look at that ball game, Southern on the first drive, they were able to, go with a big play. You remember Charles, the pass reception? And then Alcorn kind of made some adjustment and made it a very tough game. So they come in against Alcorn on a two-game winning streak. So you would figure, hey, this team is confident. And, and they and they probably all confident they can get it done. But that was two years ago and last year. Totally different. Now you come in again with an opportunity. The win of this game is really
3: uh, sitting pretty. To, to answer the question, Carlos, Southern's defense against the run is number three in the league, averaging 100, mm-hmm. giving up an average of 113 a game, just 3.1 yards per carry. So they they can be stout. And, and I didn't know this until this morning that Southern hasn't won here since 2016. Last time Southern University's won here, I was he there. The first two championship games on campus here. So it's been a long, it's been a long time since Southern's been here. Period. But it, it's been that seven years since they've won here. So uh, that, right. that wow. adds another dimension to this game to me. Yeah,
2: Lenore Tillery had a huge game. Coach Dawson Oldham was a coach. And we don't have to go with the history, Charles. I I, I know you're trying to egg me on here.
3: No, no. Uh, no. No, 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 no. No sir. Oldham's, no sir. Adams had a winning record, but <laughs> everyone knows his
2: Waterloo was all core. One victory. <laughs> 2016. I was there. Yeah. Um there was a guy for all Footman? Footman? Leonard Footman?
3: But was... Putman, yeah,
2: Lawrence footman. Let's see. He threw for 300. He ran for over hundred. And guess what? Southern actually could have really won by 20 plus that game. Southern has strong running game defense, not as good as the defense this year. But yeah, I, I remember that one of the few times that I left the reservation in a good mood. I I remember that uh, uh, 2016. So, Charles, what do you think? What have the Alcorn Knights uh, have to say about this game as far as Um, prediction-wise?
3: They feel pretty good because we're at home. Look, the bottom line is a lot of fans, just like the Jaguar Nation, are still not comfortable with What's going on here in terms of Coach McNair? And I've talked with people this week. Um, It's it's tough. It, it it's tough. Yes, we're winning, and when you win games, it 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 covers up a lot of stuff in terms of just you know it, it quiets the negative noise when you win. We've won four in a row. One of the hottest teams in the league behind Florida AM. and M. But what fans want to see is a complete four quarter game today, running the ball with Jarvion Howard. Aaron Allen pushing the ball down the field, our defense creating havoc. And special teams, I think, is going to really be looked at today in terms of how we kick it, where we kick it. And because Southern has a punt and kickoff return for touchdowns. You know, we lost the game with directional kicking, a short pooch kick, what, two years ago, and Southern kicks a field goal and wins. That's 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 what people are talking about. Um, People are happy that we're in position to win the West, but still it's a little bit of uncomfortability for a lot of people Um, just, just based on just where we are. And, you know, just like people are talking about Dooley and I hate to say it. I mean, I think, you know, to me, I'm just a results oriented guy. I like winning. It's not going to be pretty, you know, but if we keep winning and keep winning, I think some of the noise will quiet down, but it's the way it's happening. It's the way we're winning. And so I think people are still, they're okay for now, but it's win the week and let's see what happens. And so I think right now, Braves fans are happy, happy that Southern's back on campus, and but they just want to see a, a dominant game. I mean, one of the questions I have not asked Coach McNair is, have you seen a four-quarter game yet? And if I were to ask him that right now, he'll probably say no, because nope. these games have been close at halftime, 10-3 with Valley, 10-7 with UAPB. We had a big drive against Grambling in the fourth quarter. Big drive. Bama State handed that game to us. So you're talking about a dominant performance from start to finish. We haven't had that yet. So Coach McNair is looking for it. I think the fans are looking for it. And this is a game in which you can do that if you deliver the first blow. But the longer you let Southern linger around, the underdog, we've seen these things. And we've seen some crazy stuff happen in this conference, Carlos. Two teams lose on homecoming. Texas Southern hands you the game last week. You know, BMU uh, blows the doors off Prairie View. Some weird stuff. And so, a game like this, fans don't want to see that here because if we don't get it done, it's going to be tough. But I think fans right now are a little bit—they're calm for right now. But you know, <laughs> when you're on that, when you're on the edge of that sea, Carlos, it don't take much. Free to get riled up. And I, I I just hope that it doesn't get to that point where fans are on the edge of their seat in front of this packed house today. Keywords, complete game. That about settles it.
2: For, for, for both teams, both fan bases, both alums. A complete game. And, and you know, I understand it. I get it. Hey, you're still in a position to uh achieve some goals. Understand that. A win is a win, but it's the way you've been winning. And you got to have a lot of luck. And I think both teams have been lucky. Ball bounces a different way. Alcorn's not even in, in this discussion. You know, Well, Southern University last week against Texas Southern, won everyone but the scoreboard, Texas Southern. And by the way, Coach McKinnon. Will we see him next year roaming the sidelines at Texas Southern? A lot of things to pack. I'm I'm kind of hearing some things, frustration with Texas Southern fans. I I can understand it. And alums, I definitely can. So with that being said, this has been a wacky 2023 season for some. But at the end of the day, the most consistent team, the team has been the most consistent. The team has been able to overcome some adversity. That will be the team that will be at the finish line. Yeah. And for others, it'll be an off season and a spring to kind of get things better. Who will be at Swag Media Day next year? Charles, you've seen it. Those there last year, you may not see some. Yeah. And for all of the frustration, and I understand, and you know that's that's kind of part of the game. At the end of the day, you still pull for those student athletes, you still pull for the head man in charge at that institution. He's good until he's not there. But now, do you criticize constructive criticism? That's part of it too. We've seen some things this past season and the season before. And when you see those things, it, it, it's kind of like bacteria you have in the, you grow it. You look under the microscope, you see a little bit of bacteria. Then you see some more. Then you see some more every time you look. And you have to ask yourself again, has this team, our teams, have they improved from day one, week two, week three, week four? Is it is it a better team? Those are some of the things you just have to ask and then you'll get your answer. Yeah. You'll get your answer.
3: I, I think offensively, Carlos, we have improved. We have improved offensively. There's no question about it. The first few weeks, Stephen F USM, remember Tyler Macon was kind of thrown in there as our, as our starting quarterback. But of course, he had his struggles was banged up, but the offense had to be transformed with Aaron Allen at the helm, you know, the, the deep ball. I mean, Here's, here's the thing. We're not really throwing the ball deep, Carlos. It's a lot of checkdowns, a lot of square outs. A lot Take of what the momentum. defense gives you. Right, taking what the defense gives you. So when you do that, then you can go over the top. But then we were bogged down because we couldn't run the football for a three-game stretch. Now we have. we got almost 500 yards rushing the last two games. So we're kind of getting back to, to our identity in terms of raised football. So when you have that, you have a quarterback that can push the ball down the field. He's using his legs more, talking about Aaron Allen. He didn't do any of that last year. But obviously, during this offseason, he was talked about that, and he you're going to see him you know, run it a little bit more today. I think that has helped. So this offense, it, when you go back a month and a half ago to where we are right now, very much improved, especially now that at least here lately, the last two games we've been able to run the football.
2: UAPB, correct? Yes. Mississippi Valley. Yes. I'll, I'll say this. Totally different run defense you're gonna to see today compared to those teams. Yeah, but you but you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah against a team that struggled against against the run. Yeah I'll give I'll give you credit. Alcorn has been able to elevate their passing game because against Alcorn, I I'm gonna stop the run. And again, Allen has to prove that he can beat me throwing the ball. So they have been able to do that consistently. So it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. Got to get off to a quick start if you're Southern University offensively. And if you win the coin toss, I think you take the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we'll see what happens on that first play dialed up. You know, I'm a, I'm a big person on mixing it up on first down. Don't run. Every first down and don't run up the middle all of the time. Have some uh, uh, initiative, some creativity, and everything in that arsenal should be used today and actually should have been done that way previously. But anyway, enough of that. We'll take a timeout. Doc, uh, Chuck, Hunt, good afternoon from the great Monroe, Louisiana. Thanks for tuning in. We'll take a break. Willa Brown will join us. We'll still see, we'll see if we can find B.J. Jones. Coach Do I Van need Petter.
3: to for him, Carlos? He's around here somewhere. Do I need to put an APB out? You can. <laughs>
2: uh, Coach Van Peddler. And then um, to end the show, we'll have Coach Kevin Johnson. He just texts me and says he's ready. By the way, I got some glowing reports from the exhibition that they had. I think you'll be proud of this basketball team. Give them some time. And I'm not talking two or three years down the line. Tough schedule, but we don't want to go into that again. But I think you'll be proud of this program and what Coach Johnson is building. We'll be back. You're watching Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network.
3: I'm attorney Clinton Paris and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people.
2: So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance
5: companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take
1: the
7: pain out of being hurt.
1: and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentJAX.
0: Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time, so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands?
1: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
2: This week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. A.D. Willow Brown, the coach, Coach Van Petaway. Good afternoon, Willow. Good afternoon, Coach Petaway. Coach Pettaway's <laughs> trying to get set. He's at Huntsville in a big game as well. Alabama A&M and uh, FAMU uh, getting it together. Willow, how are you doing, sir?
6: I can't complain. I can't complain. Hope both of you gentlemen are doing well.
2: Well, I'm complaining if you listen to the first part of the show, Will. I, I'm just, I did. I did. I, I'm just frustrated. <laughs> I'm happy for a win. They were able to snatch victory out of the hands of the feet, the jaws of the feet. They got it done. They got it done. And that's
6: the bottom line, Carlos. That's the bottom line at the end of the day. You know, I, I think we all kind of put too much stock on style points. You know, but the fact of the matter remains, they won the week. Okay, number one, they won the week, you know, and then number two, they they continue to live and fight another day. So they're still in control of their own destiny. Everything's ahead of them that needs to be ahead of them. They're not dependent on anybody else to do anything for them. So they accomplished the goal last week. It just wasn't pretty, you know, didn't look like, you know, folks ought to should have looked, that sort of thing. You know, as I said last week, at this time of the season, you throw all that pretty boy stuff out the window, Carlos. You throw it away. Bottom line, you throw it away. You get it done by any means necessary. You know, and and as long as they're winning and they have control of their own destiny, that, that, that's what you want. That's rough. just me talking now. That's just me. I, I,
0: I'm
6: going <laughs> to clap,
2: but, I, I, I you know, it, 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 it's been a rough. It's been a rough seven days, and if we look at basketball, the Miami Heat off to a slow start. What won, won their second game last night. Coach Petaway? yes, sir. I'm just, I'm just frustrated. Somebody help me. Willard did
7: a good job. Well, look, look, you you, you got something to look forward to. Basketball is right around the corner. Uh, on a collegiate level. And then, of course, we already know that it's in full swing in the NBA. I, I think the in season tournament so far has been a big hit. Uh, uh, you know, they've had some great games, and I think the players are showing that, that they're interested in it. I know that uh, if, if they told me there was a $500,000 prize at the end, I know I'd be ready to play too now. So, uh, we're, yeah, we're getting some good basketball uh, in the NBA, your Miami Heat, they're going to be okay. You know, they're not – you know, you got high expectations for them, but you might be one of few that that has Miami going back up there. But um, I, I think uh, this is a – this is going to be a very interesting season. I think the number one pick has shown people that uh, – why he was picked number one. Oh, uh, that's a game. You know, 19 <laughs> years old and doing the things that he's doing right now, I, I think we – that kid has a very bright, Victor has a very bright future. Victor, Victor is only going to get better.
2: And speaking of the NBA, we're going to do several topics. We'll be spinning around. Right now, Willer, Charles, Coach Petaway, I have a coworker. She's a Celtics fan. And she lets me know every day at work, they're the best team. Without a doubt, early on in the season, and it's so early, Boston Celtics, I have them number one in the NBA over Denver right now. They could be scary. Oh, Coach Fenway, you don't agree
0: with that?
7: No. I, how are you going to have them over the defending champ? You, you know, you, you're on top of the mountain. Somebody got to take you off of that mountain first. And and so far, Denver's playing well now. You, you got to look at look what Yoke did uh, the last two games. Man, he's destroying people. So I, I think it's too early to, for us to – Give up on Denver. Denver's got a very strong team, and I think they'll be back in the mix. You cannot overlook them. If, if you're oh, yeah. Gonna look at yeah. Now in the East, yeah, Boston. Boston's gonna have their hands full over there. I think Milwaukee. Once they get an opportunity to play together some more, I think we're gonna see the self. I think we're gonna see the Bucks battle the Celtics over there on that side. Now Philadelphia. I think they lost too much. I think they're in too much of a disarray to do anything, but don't count out Giannis, and Dame is already showing you why uh, he likes the ball in his hand toward the end of the game. Yeah,
2: he could. He would be just in a great situation in Miami. He, he, would, he would be the number one option. He won't be the number one in the wall. But anyway, I think Boston right now if I took a power rank at Coach Petaway, I would have Boston, then Denver. But that's debatable. I understand. And you're the basketball guru. It, I guess maybe just my feelings right now. But anyway, Charles.
3: Well, yeah, I, I got a question for Coach Petaway. I mean, this mm-hmm. I mean, obviously um James Harden, James, the James Harden trade. Got me thinking about your team, Carlos, the Miami Heat. And we Don't know in the, in, in the NBA, superstars usually go where they want to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Dame Harden went where he wanted to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why in the heck
3: did Dame Lillard didn't go where he wanted to go? What oh. what what fell apart? I mean, I just. Don't get was- me
2: started. Don't get me started because <laughs> I'm threatening
3: Tampering. <laughs> no, it's a shame poor. to me it, it is it is a shame it's a low down dirty shame that dame didn't go where he wanted to go but james harden caused all kinds of you know what stomping and kicking and screaming didn't show up for camp out of shape all that and he got to go where he wanted to go but dame Lillard has been a model citizen in portland a model teammate even at the end he wasn't happy he wanted to go but he he wanted to go to Miami. Why is it he didn't go where he wanted to go? But James Harden, all the, the the rebel rouser went where he wanted to go. I just found that I just found that to be odd and and just I, it was upsetting to me as a basketball fan who likes these these mega stars.
7: Well, right. I think in the NBA a lot of times I think that the league office has a lot to do with some of these trades. If you think back, think back when this is years ago now when Chris Paul wanted to go to the Lakers right. and they blocked that trade. Right. The NBA blocked the trade, and and I I never understood that. Just like what you're talking about, Charles, I don't understand how James Harden can go everywhere, anywhere he wants to when he gets ready, and nothing's being done about it. But some of these other guys, like in this case Dame, when he wanted to go to Miami, he wasn't given that opportunity. Now, yeah. from what I've been told, now the difference between those two right now are contracts. You know, James is into his last year. Um, yeah. Uh, whereas uh, uh, Dame Lillard, he he just signed a new uh, agreement, and I don't think it fit. It would fit under Miami's salary cap. I think Miami would have had to give up too much to mm. get him under the set to get to get him in there uh, with that salary cap. But it it's some things I think that are being done behind the scenes that we're not aware of, because I I'm perplexed also as to why some of these guys can move and some can't. You know that that that's just like when when uh the lake when 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 your boy left New Orleans to go to the Lakers, he told him up front, "I'm only going to the Lakers," and they allowed it. Hmm. And so I, I I don't understand. So it there's a big discrepancy there, but I think some of the time, sometimes these are things that we as the general public we don't we don't know and we we won't find out
2: behind the scenes. And, and I think to you to your guy's point. Will I think it will come out eventually because, you know, Pat Riley comes out and, and, and says that Tyler Hero wasn't part of a, a package to be traded.
7: Mm, right.
2: I I, I, I I just don't know. But it's better for you guys to say I just don't understand it because if I said it's our grades. <laughs>
7: you know, no, 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 I think that's across the board. We yeah, are understand understand. we're, yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> confused. Yeah, yeah we're uh, confused by some of the things that they can uh, and cannot do.
2: Well, we we, we will see about the uh, NBA. A, a lot to uh, a talk about. Um, College, yes,
7: sir. On, 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 on the on the collegiate level now, you know, there's been a big change with the NIT. The NIT has shopped right. around. They have shopped around their championship, and now they they've announced the next two years. Uh, for 23, it'll be in Vegas. The year after, it be at uh, Finkel Fieldhouse in uh, Indianapolis. I-, I love that place. I have some very fond memories of uh, Finkel Fieldhouse. Um, and I think the NIT going to Vegas, I think it's going to create a lot of interest, fan interest that will follow their teams to Vegas. And I think for the players, I think they'll be excited about playing in Vegas. Now, at Finkel, at, at the Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, that's just a historic building. I took one of my my teams up there uh, to play in that arena. Uh we had uh the 100 Black Men put on a, a classic up there and I took my team to represent uh our conference and we we ended up playing our uh, Virginia State up there and we you know we beat them pretty good, but that's a that's a historic site and I think the kids would be excited about going to Indianapolis. We know Indianapolis uh, is used to hosting the Final 4 so having basketball royalty in the city, I, I think the fans and the players will feel treated well in Indianapolis. Well, you know,
2: um, and I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning his whole name, James Green, a uh, um, guy who watches the show, and he, he, he kind of sent me um, something. I did have a chance to look at it, but he said it would be something interesting to discuss on the show, so I'm glad you brought that up, Coach. Fed away now. Uh, question Is it the final four going to be in Vegas yes. in the okay. okay, yeah, yeah, the
7: final four. Okay,
2: okay, I just wanted to be sure with that. And, and, and speaking of basketball, uh, a controversial uh figure passed away, yeah, uh, Bob Bob Knight. And, yep. and uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting from an X's and O's standpoint, outstanding personality wise, he was a hardliner. Um direct this to Coach Petaway and uh Will and then, then to Charles. Um uh, your, your thoughts on, on, on Bobby Knight. Wow. Uh the, I guess the passion. Uh you, you know the saying he said, when his time had come and passed, bear him upside
0: down <laughs> to the world. Um the chair
2: throwing, just 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 tough, tough. But from X and O standpoint. I couldn't find anything, Coach
6: Pettaway and Wheeler and Charles. A lot of, lot of controversy, a lot of controversy, uh, with him, no doubt about that. But I'm gonna tell you, for me, what was most impressive about him that you heard very few of his players come out and say something critical about him, if any. You know, you look over all those years of coaching and all those guys that he coached, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I'd be remiss to say that, you know, I I could find anywhere where, you know, a a particular player came out in public and said Coach Knight was this, you know, ugly SOB or, you know, criticized him for the way that he treated them, that sort of thing. So, you know, that, that says a lot in terms of the treatment of your players. You know, now whether or not they just bit their tongues or what have you, That's a story for another day. But I thought that at the end of the day, that was the most telling sign to me that that the man was an excellent coach. You know, he got buy-in from his kids, win, lose, and draw. You know, they worked hard for him each and every night without a doubt. You know, they knew what to expect walking in the door. Right. And those who who didn't get along and had to wind up leaving, they left pretty much amicably and went on to their next destination and, and pretty much kept them over. So those were the things about night that you know impressed me the most. Yeah, yeah, great, great ex and old guy. And and Willie, you hit it on the on the head. His
7: players understood what they were getting into. They know that he was gonna coach them hard. And you and when you expect that and you know that up front, I, I think it's a little easier for them to uh, to deal with it. Uh, so there was no, you know, there were no surprises because in the recruiting process, he lets them know that he's going to coach them hard. The assistants let the players know Coach Knight is from the old school. He's going to coach you hard, and if you come there, you you're going to expect that. And those guys uh, came in, they bought into his system, they bought into the way he coached, his style of coaching, and they won. They were very, they were a very, very talented team. Man-to-man defense from day one. You know, he he didn't believe in zone. He everything. He he knew all the different principles that you needed to 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 have to play good, great team, uh, man-to-man defense, and and that was that's. I think that's his signature. That's what he would always be known for the great defense. And then you got to remember, he's the last coach to have an undefeated team. You know that Indiana team. I think it was seventy-five or seventy-six. That's the last undefeated team to win a national championship. Now to go all the way. So. In the record books, he'll always be remembered. And when he retired, now he was the all time winningest coach in the in division one basketball. Now, since he retired, Coach Szeski, you know, passed him uh, in terms of number of wins, but his legacy is there, it's submitted in you know, even when he the, the, the fiasco they had with the Olympic team where he was so hard on those pro players, but Coach Knight will always be remembered for a guy that gave you his all. And I think that's the biggest thing we can take away. He left it all out on the court when he came to coach.
0: Right.
2: Charles, and you you look at Isaiah Thomas, you know, he he comes across as, you know, how can I put it? We'll put it this way. Coach Knight said he was one of his toughest players from a mental standpoint as well. And, and then you look at, uh, Charles, Coach Knight, Coach Don Chaney. I mean, yeah, Coach Chaney. Uh, I'm sorry. Chaney from Temple. Same kind of mindset, very tough nose, very right. tough nose. And a- as everyone has stated, you knew what you were uh, going to get. He said, He said, look, this is not a democracy when he was recruiting. Right. We're going to run this, we're going to play this style, and this is what we're going to do. You buy in or you buy out. Go ahead, Charles.
3: Yeah, you know, I had a opportunity to somewhat meet Coach Knight. You know, Coach Knight and Dave, the late Davey Whitney, were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And one year we took a trip to Bloomington, to Assembly Hall, and I was there. I just – those two guys, just a lot of jokes, a lot of smiles. I mean, that's, that was history right there. I didn't realize the relationship that they had. I heard a yep. lot them. But when yep. you see it in person, when you see Coach Whitney on your left and Coach Knight on your right, I, mean, I wasn't in the cameras and taking pictures at that time, but that's a photo op I missed out on because that's history there. And just those two coaches, Whitney and Knight, are mirror images of each other. Now, Whitney wasn't going to throw a chair. Right. right there, but just mm-hmm. in the intensity – you know, between those guys and on the court was just to me unmatched, and you know, I I was very privileged to have the opportunity to go to Assembly Hall, in historic building, a historic coach, a historic program, was like ours to see that. So that I mean, it's unfortunate. i rest his soul, but he, he's a he was a living legend. Despite all that other stuff, you cannot dispute what he did on the basketball court. Right. And and, and
7: Charles, I had the same opportunity to, to see Coach Whitney and Coach Knight. We were at a clinic out in uh, in California, in LA. And Coach Knight and Coach Whitney were there. And and we were well, I was standing up with Coach Whitney when Coach Knight came up and they just started talking. And so they talked while continued to talk while I was there. And toward the end of their talk, I asked Coach Knight about coming to Alabama to fish in a tournament. We had we had this tournament here every year in, in June and uh I said, Well yeah coach uh I, I know you like fishing and I would love to have you to come to Alabama. I said I think our our, our fans and everybody would love to see you uh out there fishing with us consider that he he asked me about the month then he says well what kind of fishing I said bass fishing he said man I don't do no no doggone did uh, he didn't say doggone uh, he said man, I don't do no doggone bass fishing he said, "I fly fish, and, and man." So, with and I, we we just fell out, man. But yeah, he, he loved the fish. He's he's a fly fisherman, and and I I knew that, but I just thought maybe he might with fish uh, do bass fishing. But he said, "Heck no, he wants to do that fly fishing." So, he, he's wow. a great guy, and you know I've had the opportunity to see him at different clinics, uh, where you know where he was the the uh, the top person there, and then you know you get a chance to sit around and talk with him uh, away from the game. And you just learn a lot. You just learn a lot from people like him, man. So, but I had the opportunity to be in the presence of Coach Whitney and Bobby Knight at the same time. Wow. Yep.
2: That, you know, that's historic in itself. Well, um, he's journeyed from this life. Yep. So, uh, thoughts and prayers um, go to Coach Knight and and his family. Like I said, controversial.
7: Yep, very controversial.
2: You know who he was. He was who we thought he was. Now, guys, switching to football, Coach, Coach Penaway. Yes. Uh, la- last week, I know there was so many people there. Uh, the Magic City Classic, I actually picked Alabama State. Uh, Charles, can you remember who you picked? And I think Willa picked Alabama
6: and I picked, him, I I picked A&M. I, I went with Connell. And, uh, I did the same thing. I let Carnell know he' been letting me down here this this football season. <laughs> Cause I think I've, I've picked him like maybe three weeks, uh, and <laughs> so seems like I might be the I might be the kiss of death for him. But oh <laughs> no, not too, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, But Carlos, it was a great
7: atmosphere, man. You know they had over uh, sixty nine thousand people in the stands, and and I'm gonna be honest now, it was more than that outside. That outside in the parking lot and and i don't know but for some reason carlos whether it was in my my vehicle or in the press box you could not get out you you they, they had they had problems in the press box uh with wi-fi so i oh, i don't yeah. know i think i think legion field is is so ancient that it, i don't think they've upgraded every uh the the fiber and stuff like that so that the signal will remain strong but we no one can get out, they, they had difficulties doing the entire game, so yeah. I, I want to apologize for that because I did want to be on, I wanted you all to see the atmosphere uh, that was being created at that game. And then now we got to get th- together, I mean, get ready for another tough game. We got Fam You in here, we got the Rattlers, yeah. and 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 man, uh, watching them all year, watching Musa, and 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 the job that Coach Simmons has, has been doing. Uh, the Bulldogs gonna have their hands full today. So, but I look, they look forward to the challenge. Cause Coach Man has been talking all week about uh, getting ready for the next game. So this is it. Well,
3: you know, Carlos. For me, you know, I had Alabama A and M winning the game, and uh, they, Bama State won with an Alabama A M kind of score because fam, wouldn't have locked up the East last week if Alabama AM and M had lost last week, and that was going to be that game today. Yep a and AM would have been one of the big games of the year in the Eastern Division because, you know, I think AM would have been ready. But nonetheless, uh, I had Alabama A&M. Very, I think it was a very disappointing loss. I think, you know, you look at all these games. To see Alabama A&M not get it done there, I thought offensively they had enough. But Alabama State defensively I think is really, really underrated. I don't think we talked about it enough. They held us in check. Um, you know, they beat Jackson on their homecoming. I think Bama State defensively they're they're coming. And then they had the Hail Mary Coach away. You saw, right. saw the eight that. Seconds. Uh, they had the Hail Mary, and I think the AM fell apart after that, it seemed like. Right, right. You you know, you well, score to take the
7: lead going into halftime with eight seconds on the clock. I mean 13 seconds, and then you allow them to do the Hail Mary on you. Yeah, that's tough. I, I think that took the win out of their sales and and they were never able to, to to rebound from that. And then Coach Maynard talked about the uh, block punt uh, that that we gave up, uh, a uh, uh, block field goal. I'm sorry, the block field goal that we gave up. Uh, so there were too many miscues uh, to to go against a team like Alabama State, who, I, just like Charles said, I think a lot of us have uh, underrated their defense because man, they they were bringing the hat. Man, they were putting the hat on some people. So, but, but we're looking forward to this one today. I'm going to
2: raise my hand because I'll say one word. I was the only guy that got it right. (laughs) (laughs) One word. And and you you can go back and look at it last week. I said Alabama State's defense. They're nasty.
7: Yeah, yeah.
2: I've I've seen it against Southern University. I've seen it against FAMU. And basically, Alabama State defense. That's why I picked them. One one of my few times I've gotten I've got a prediction, all <laughs> uh, uh, right. So I will pat myself on uh, 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 on the back. Um, last week, October twenty eighth, Grambling State over Bethune Cookman, twenty eight to fourteen. It was Alcorn State over Valley, twenty four to three. Jackson State over UAPB, forty to fourteen. Of course, thirty one to sixteen. Alabama State over Alabama AM. and M, and FAMU over Prairie View. It was dominant. Forty-five to seven, yep. very dominant. And then, of course, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Texas Southern over Southern in overtime, twenty-three to uh, seventeen. But Coach Petaway, Willer has tried to make me feel less frustrated. <laughs> I've never. Well, let me back up. It's been quite a while since I felt like it was a loss after a win. Yeah. That's kind of the way and, and Southern was very fortunate, very lucky to win that ball game. But
7: they got it done. But 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 here's the thing, it's just like in basketball. I'd rather have an ugly win any any day than a dog <laughs> a good looking loss. You know, this th- this this time of year, you you man, you better be happy that you got the W because that's that's what counts right now. I mean, and when you're talking about W, yeah, you all got a big game today. You got to win the game if you, if you got any hopes of trying to win a championship. It, it, it starts today, though. It starts today. They got I, I, a very I, tough matchup. Right,
2: and, and and I, you know, I I hear what you say, Coach right away I've heard with Willer. I see Charles with, um, in the background throwing his hands up. But guess what? <laughs> in the back of their mind, you know something is just not right. And you hope that you're wrong. You hope you're wrong about today, but you know, I know you don't get points, extra points for winning, you know, by huge margins. But everyone is entitled to uh, like Cat has nine lives. (laughs) Southern got one of their lives uh, handed to them after last week because if you would have taken a poll of anybody with six minutes to go
6: in that game. Texas Southern had it, they want everywhere. And, and Carlos, 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 you, you know, you know, and, and, and recognize and feel that. Oh, I'll take the win now. Right. Trust me, <laughs> that something's not right. Let me let me let me finish. You, you understand that something's not right, okay? And I'm sure the coaches probably feel the same way, okay. But, you know, obviously they're reaching for Band-Aids and you're reaching for a scalpel. You see what I'm saying? You want, you want, you want major surgery, you know, you want major surgery. How about outpatient surgery? How about outpatient surgery? Coach, Dooley <laughs> want to patch it up yep. and keep it moving. Right, he want to do you a scope. And I think right he- now that's the way to go. You patch it up and you keep it moving. Right, now right. is not the time for major surgery, Carlos. How, how about outpatient? It's like
2: pressure building up. We need a quick fix. Yeah, yeah, but Carlos, at out. This point,
7: you, you do something awesome. Uh, you just scope. You just do a scope right now. You don't do the major surgery. I'll take that. It, yeah, you just do the scope right now. So I guarantee you Coach Dooley would tell you right now, he'd rather have that scope than, than have major surgery at this point in the season. Because, you know, uh, now he might not be saying the same thing after 60 minutes of football today, but, but right now, uh, that's the way he feels going into this game. And uh, this and that, but the press conference, he,
3: he seems to be confident that the Jaguars are going to be ready to play. We, Carl, we got a coach and an AD here, and I want to ask both you guys this question. Mm-hmm. It has not been pretty football. Football, Wheeler Brown knows he's played the game. Football is not a pretty sport at all. If Southern get or all corn, because our fan base is saying the same thing. If we get, if we take this thing off the sheet, or if Southern takes this thing off the sheet, and Carlos, you're in Atlanta and you watch your Columbia Blue hoist that Celebration Bowl trophy, are you gonna care how that how it happened? Are you gonna care right. about FAMU, DeBronco, <laughs> or Are you gonna care about Alabama State? Are you gonna care about? I know I wouldn't. Right. not in the least. Not right? in the least. The frustration. You know, all of that stuff, that's just the, that's just the nature of it. You're going to get that's that it. if you get to where you want to go, no matter how ugly or how nasty it's going to be. And it is because football is that sport. Mm-hmm. And people got to back up a little bit. I mean, I respect mm-hmm. everybody's opinion. It ain't going to be pretty. Football hasn't been pretty at all at any level this year. The NFL, peewee, I school, swag,
6: SEC, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not pretty and so and, one, and and the worst thing the worst thing you want to do the worst <laughs> thing you want to do carlos is back in on this thing you know if you get in because of a tiebreaker or what have you you know what what does what kind of mental mindset are you bringing to the party you know and like we just stated right now you know southern's in command you know of their own destiny all they got to do is just went out and and it's over but if you're one of those other schools that are depending on tiebreaker, you know, and you get in because of the third tiebreaker or the fourth tiebreaker or what have you, what kind of what kind of mental mindset are you going to be in going in? You know, are you going to just look at it as, yeah, we in here now, let's go get it or what have you? Or uh, in the back of your mind, it's always going to be we backed into this thing, you know, did we really deserve it. You know, at the first sign of trouble, you know, are we going to throw in the towel or, or roll under the bench or what have you, you know? So, I mean, Southern's in the best position possible. And they can legitimately go ahead and win out and go to the championship game, you know? I mean, you can't ask for no more than that, Carlos. I
1: mean,
6: yeah, but see, on the, on the, the
7: line.
6: brave side, but, the brave does the same thing. Hey, yeah, we, well, if the Braves are
7: thinking the exact same thing, mm-hmm. we control our own destiny. All we got to do is win. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and, well, 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 wait. Well, wait, wait a minute. Now, now, now Charles, I'm going to pick on you. Now, you're telling some fans that's the way they should feel, like Willow Brown was saying, <laughs> but then we could point the same fingers back at all corn fans, correct? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Absolutely. And, I've been oh. I've been and also,
2: things. I think I'm cut from a different cloth. You know why? Because I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, Coach Padaway, Coach Brown, and Wheeler. Guess what? Do you see the expression on my face?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I, you, you know, I, I guess I'm too competitive for my own good. And last year, Southern University. let's just be honest, I'm, I'm not going to say back in, but it happened. But they were fortunate that a couple teams lost. Right, and they were able to represent the Western Division, so yeah. I, I I understand that. And they still, and I've said this, will they still have a chance to achieve their goals? Today, I would just like to see a complete game. Coach Fedaway, have you ever coached or felt like after game you you had
7: a complete game by your basketball team? Right, they they come far you you have very few complete games uh, and we as coaches we 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 understand that that's why i'm saying a win is a win and i i don't care i can win by one or i can win by 30 as long as that is a w shows up at the end of the night as a coach i'm happy now, that, now if it's a close game yeah we know i got th- we got things to work on that that's what practice is for that you know that that's why you film games so that you so that you can see everything that took place so you could make the adjustment, you could make corrections. So as long as you're winning, I, I think you, you have to have a different mindset. You know, uh, winners have a different mindset than the people that are accustomed to losing all the time. Yeah, you may not play great, but you have done what you needed to win a ball game. And in both of those locker rooms this afternoon or, and on all core state side, on southern side, they're saying the same thing. Fellas, we... we we control our own destiny. All we gotta do is go out here and play for four quarters, give it our best, and, and we control our own destiny. And so that's a good thing because you, mm-hmm. you're going head to head. You With don't have to depend on anybody else. All you gotta do is depend on those people in that locker room. Let and me, I think that's me, what they're looking at. Let
2: me let me let me let me, let me do this. I yeah. gotta take a timeout. Coach Johnson is in the waiting area. I definitely want to bring him on. And then um when we come back, we'll tie everything uh, together. We will uh, ask Coach Johnson if he would like to stay for the rest of the show. I mean, he's a basketball coach, but I'm sure he has some thoughts on on, on what we're talking about. Uh, uh, because it looks like it's me against the world in this one. But, 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 but you know what? I'm just that type of guy, Coach Federway and Coach Brown.
7: I, I love the action. Yeah, yeah. Co- but 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 look, Carlos, coaching is the same all the way around, whether you're coaching football or basketball. Right. We, we believe in the same thing. A win is a win. Right. What? So what? so
2: to make to make me happy, a complete game by Coach Duly <laughs> offensively and the defense, I will be so happy, I will not say another non
6: unengetic thoughts for the rest of the carlos, season. carlos 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 what makes it complete is that you come out with a win
1: right
6: you come out with as few injuries as possible you feel good about the fact that you know we play well enough to win the day and you know we go on and make make them uh, corrections that we need to make and we keep it moving from there and we always from a coaching point of view you're going to be in search of the perfect game Yep, but you yep. may go you may go 20 years and not <laughs> find the perfect game but you're always going to be in search of it yep. you know and when when it happens you'll know that it happens you know and you know you're not going to feel good bad or indifferent one way or the other because from a coaching point of view you got to get ready for the next game yeah so you you don't have time to dwell on oh man just seem like We were clicking on all cylinders and all that sort of thing and stuff you don't have time from a coaching point of view you don't have the luxury you know so like i said we're all in search of it you know some of us find it early some of us never find it at all but it doesn't keep us from from searching for it and aspiring to get to that point can we find
2: can we find a perfect game for the Next three games of, of, of this season, but anyway, I got I got to take the time out. When we come back, we'll visit with Coach uh, Kevin Johnson, men's basketball coach at Southern University. You're watching Cole's Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network.
1: Itchy, squirmy, scratchy family not getting clean. Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get 'em! It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client
2: legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services
3: that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THamptonLaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton,
2: Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka,
3: Florida, 407-494-1471. THamptonLaw.com Nope.
1: Nope. You want him? Ooh, I
4: like him. <laughs>
1: The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.SlowBurnWaco.com. That's www.SlowBurnWaco.com. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers, trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
2: This week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show. We got a full board right now, and we got 14 minutes left. And uh, I, I want to welcome in uh, BJ Jones and also Coach Kevin Johnson. Coach Johnson, um yes, 94, Ninety-four to six in the exhibition basketball game. Uh, I wasn't able to make it, but I was told uh, a, a great performance. Early builder. Um, talk about your team. Uh, getting able to uh, get off to a good start uh, for the season with an exhibition win.
5: First of all, thanks for having me on and uh, definitely hello to all you guys and good afternoon. (laughs) There is no better place to be on a Saturday than uh, uh, in a gym. And so we got, we were on the practice floor this morning. And uh, and then after that, couldn't wait to come and join you guys, but we're able to, um, have a, a scrimmage a couple of weeks ago against UL Monroe. And then we had our one exhibition game Tuesday night against Louisiana Christian. And, uh, you know, here, here's what I think we've been able to get to the floor. I think there is a, a work ethic that uh, we've established with this group. Uh, they come to practice every day and they're, they're working really hard. And uh, I, I think the fight right now is for some consistency, but uh, I, I like the foundation and uh, that, we, that we have going on right now. And uh, I like the way our guys are sharing the ball. So uh, that's where we are right now.
2: Coach Johnson said consistency and foundation. Mm. Two words I love when you're building a, a program. Uh, talk a little bit more about that. Is that something easy to obtain or is, a, is it a work in progress?
5: Yeah, I think it's always a work in progress because, you know, and Coach Pett can can attest to this. Yeah. As a coach, you're never going to get comfortable where you right. are. You're always going to be looking to get better. But, uh, you know, like I said, I like the foundation we have at this point. Now, tomorrow, if we're the same place that we were today, it's not going to be good enough.
7: So, uh, you know, we're always looking to improve and get better. Right. Now, Coach Johnson, you have four people in double digits you scored uh 94 points and you got 64 points off your bench. You you had to like that. You had to like that total team effort. Yeah,
5: I I did like it, but that says coach don't know who to play if he got that much. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh,
2: we we, we to look at changing that
0: lineup.
2: Oh, <laughs> I I love it. Tough, toughness. Hey. <laughs> well, coach, you you were in the waiting room. You you kind of heard the discussion. Sure. About Hey, a win is a win. And, you know, I value Coach Petaway. I value Miller Brown. I value Charles's opinion. Mm-hmm. And I also value BJ Jones' opinion. I, I, I think maybe am I a little bit too harsh with my expectations? And um, if, if we were talking about the football, but we, we can – this across the board no matter what sport is there a chance of being realistic expectations standards all of those words how how do you put that in a day by day operation in a a program you know what
5: carlos we we kind of look at things through our own glasses right so Mm -hmm. you're a fan and uh you know and i'm a fan of certain things but when you when you sit in that coaching seat um, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's about the results, man. I, yeah. I have seen teams play ugly basketball and ugly it up all the way to a championship. And so, yeah. you know, if you get that goal, it's not something you're going to give back. So, uh, you know, that's the way I see it. But yeah. I understand the fans; they want a perfect game, but. I don't know in, in 35 years if I've ever been involved in a perfect game. Yep. And uh, even if I feel like I am, I bet when I go back and evaluate it, it won't be perfect. Right. So, perfect. yeah, It's about the results, man. Preach, Coach,
7: preach. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well,
2: BJ, we – and BJ played uh, uh, collegially at Southern University. And um, we, we, we're kind of looking at things maybe from a different perspective. Um but what we know, if we say, do we see improvement? Do we look for that week by week? I think that's where the frustration kind of happens from, you know, from, from the from the fan perspective, VJ.
4: Uh, I'm with you, Carlos. Um, you know, what Coach said is true. I mean, a win is a win. Uh, but what you want to see is that the mistakes that you made in week one and week two are not the same mistakes that you're making in Week 10 or, or 11. Um, and, you, you know, you want to see some progress. Uh, in football, particularly, when you get into the month of November, you need to be hitting that stride uh, and playing, you know, the best ball of the season. I think that's where a lot of frustration comes from from fans uh, with this current football team.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's a healthy discussion. Um, when you look at programs you, you want to see it across the board no matter what sport as we see the basketball uh team in, in their exhibition um coach coach Johnson looking at the film where do you see improvement needs to be
5: well I think the number one thing that we gotta do to improve is uh we have to we have to stop fouling so much. Um you know I, I, I want to be aggressive on the defensive end but um, we we played that scrimmage against Monroe, they shot 32 free throws and then we gave up 33 free throws the other night to uh, uh, the Louisiana Christian in a 30 point win. And so we're, we're getting the type of aggression that I want. Uh, but but I want to be able to defend without filing. And Coach Pett knows all about that.
7: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Don't, yeah. You don't put to. him on you a charity stripe. Huh? Yeah.
7: Absolutely. <laughs> right. Because you give giving the points back when you file like that. But absolutely. Coach that that uh that's interesting. Any major surprises uh since you since you started? You know what?
5: I I guess this would be a surprise for me. You know, we had twenty-three assists the other night. Um one of the things I was concerned about this summer was how long it would take us to put a group on the floor that didn't care who scored and that shared the ball. And uh, that's one of the things I think uh, we did a great job of at, uh, at Lane because you could look at, at the end of the game, if we had 15 assists, that usually was a win. And the other night we had 23 assists and uh, man, I was, excited and I've been just patting these guys on the back about how it is to build a good team and coach, Justin, have...
2: coach Justin, you're getting ready to kick off the season right we're,
5: we're getting on the road tomorrow headed to Fort Worth to play a TCU and I know they're right on the outside of the top 25 <laughs> um, they probably should be in the top 25 because they are loaded so um, it's it's you know it's a great challenge but also a great opportunity
2: and you know, last week, Coach Federway, you missed. We had Coach Funchance on, and um, you know that non-conference schedule. It is, it is what it is. Um, Coach Johnson, that's kind of uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of the schedule that was already in place uh, when you were hired, correct?
5: Yeah, most of most of the schedule was done. We were able to add a few games. Um, I know we added the two-lane game in uh, in, in December. Uh, that's one I always want to play because it's close and, and it is a money game. But uh, most of the schedule was done. But, uh, look, we're not going to make any excuses and we're not going to cry about it. Every time we hit the floor, it's an opportunity to play.
7: And that's how I want these guys to look at it. And that's the Kevin Johnson that I know. That's it. <laughs> 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 like yeah. that's, well said. I'll
2: do all the fussing and cussing
7: about the (laughs) non-conference games. That's my job. But last thing,
2: will you be able to kind of have a different philosophy with those non-conference games in, in the future?
4: Well, I
5: think one of the things I plan on doing and we'll see, you know, coaches will we'll make all kinds of plans and then get to the game. And then what happens? You know, you know, the plans uh, we will do something else. But I would like to take a look at as many different lineups. And, you know, we played 13 guys the other night. I'm going to try to play 13 on on Monday. And so uh, what I want to have is is at the end of December, I want to have a great feel for what every single player that's on this team can do.
2: And then you'll be looking at a uh, conference schedule that, uh, of course, they have the Jaguars picked in the middle of the pack. But somehow, just me, Coach Johnson, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised at the end results of conference play.
5: You know what, Carlos? I wish they had picked us 10th or 11th. (laughs) Those preseason numbers, they they really don't carry a whole lot of value. That's for the fans. But, uh, you know, we're concerned about, about how the thing finishes out.
2: On that note, Coach Johnson, we appreciate the time. Um, we'll talk with you, hopefully, real soon. I know once the season
0: starts, it's, 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 it's basketball X and O's with the whole program. Um, but we
2: appreciate you coming off the practice court to uh, talk with us today.
5: Look, I enjoy visiting with you guys, man. We'll make time as the season goes on. Thanks for having
2: me. All right. Thank you, Coach Johnson, and continued success, brother. Peace. Appreciate you righty, bj all and southern university today let's let's get your thoughts
4: we got about five minutes left what do you think uh quarterback playing both sides the offense that can be efficient limit turnovers i think one of the keys uh with defenses like this is going to be who can run the ball and who can do it effectively um when you look at all corn, they've been very effective. Javion and Howard's gotten back on track. Uh, offensively, they look a lot better uh, running the football. Uh, it's going to be an extreme challenge for Southern University to be able to slow down that football team and slow down those backs. Uh, I think he who wins the turnover battle uh, has a g- great chance to walk out of this one, uh, sit in the Catbird seat in the slight Western Division.
2: Willow Brown, former offensive. North Carolina N-T. I
0: know
2: you're going to say whoever controls the trenches will get it done. How, how do you see this game going today? Prediction- you know,
6: I, I, I mean, uh, all coins at home and, you know, you know, you can never discount the fact that, you know, they, they are at home. And they you know, uh, at home. Uh, but, you know, I, I really think, you know, seven is overdue for what you call a better game and so I, I think you know they're going to i think they're going to prevail today and uh you know i i just I, I i just believe that you know for all the naysayers who are saying blood this and blood that that sort of thing you know he's probably overdue for a great game you know and i'm not saying he'll have a great game today He may have one of his better games today. But it's all about leadership, Carlos. And apparently, Dooley and him see something in this guy that maybe, you know, the the rest of your fans or what have you, maybe they're not able to see. He sees something in this guy. You know, he sees something in his play, you know, that tells him, look, I need to go on and stick with this guy because, you know, as long as I got the dice in his hand, you know, I, I got a chance to I got a chance to win some money on this thing, and uh, you know I, I think I think it would take a real travesty for him to, you know, just discount the kid and you know go in a different direction. Maybe losing today might be the, the the thing, you know that that would kind of push it over the edge, you know. But I think as long as they're winning, and you know as long as they we can call it getting by or what have you. You know, and blood is at the helm. I mean, you got to go on and stick with the kid. You know, you got to look at the, in the coach's uh, uh, room and make sure that they're doing the things necessary to put this kid in position to be successful. And so to me, that's where the onus lies more than anything. You know, let's game plan around what this kid does well or doesn't do well. Let's make sure we put them in a position to be successful. So, I mean, I, I like I like Southern today, you know, and uh, I think for them less distraction maybe than, you know, Alcorn being at home and, you know, the crowd and, you know, all the other things that go along with, you know, playing a, a, a rival type school, you know, at home, all the little things that go along with that, you know, I, I think Southern could be the more quote unquote relaxed team today going out there you know, and so you know we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. All
2: right, quickly, Coach Petaway, tell us BJ to wrap
7: it up. All right. <clears throat> I think with Alcorn playing at home, I don't think the Braves are gonna let the
4: Jaguars out.
2: Um uh, BJ
4: Hey, we know how hard a place is we haven't won here uh 620 uh, got a little momentum on our side. We, we've won the last two. Um, hey, I, I think that this is the game that we finally see it. Um, I like the Jags in the Colts, and I think this is going to be razor thin.
2: Charles Edmund, we have one minute left.
3: I am worried about this game because the Jaguars are due for one. The Jaguars are due. Had one here since 2016. One of the hotter teams in the league. They can run the football, slow this game down. It could be a good gut, a good reaching game. Braves should get it done at home, but can't left the door open for this Jaguar team. Southern will play their best game of the year today. Last but not least, um
2: I'll just simply say I, I I'm going with a gut. My gut feeling is the offense has just been too erratic. Yeah, they're due for one. Hopefully it'll be the day. I hope I'm wrong. I truly hope I'm wrong. But at, I, I like all corn at home. I got them winning by ten points, but God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I want to thank all of our guests. Melody, producer of today's show. We got to get out of here. Southern and all corn. Getting ready to start in one hour. We'll have the results for you, and we'll talk about it next week on the Carlos Brown Show. Until next time, as always, peace
0: and God bless. <laughs>